Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Friday morning. And uh, thank God it is Friday. Thank God I'm forgiven. And thank God that uh, we get to enjoy another wonderful and beautiful day. So good old TGIF. And uh, I always, uh, I don't know a lot of people get excited about the weekend, but I feel sorry for those you still have to work the weekend. You know, a lot of times people, their weekend is through the week, and uh, they still have to work Saturday and Sunday. Been there, done that. Uh, I used to work uh, retail at the, at the mall years ago, working 9 a.m. to 9 at night uh, is the norm for a Saturday, and then uh, 1 to 6 on Sunday. And so it is It is not fun, but you got to do what you got to do, you know. I remember when I was younger, uh, my first job, and uh, I worked this first time. I, I obviously had it worked, you know, when I was uh, 16. And I remember I was so excited. I worked 20 whole hours. I thought I had really um, accomplished something. <laughs> and uh, people were laughing at me when I come to church. So, yeah, man, I worked 20 hours this week. I thought I had really uh, uh, busted my tail. But um, then reality set in, and I hadn't. <laughs> So, all right. Let's see what we got watching this morning. Got Tracy Little, Carol Dunn, Amy Oaks Turner, Jennifer Honeycutt, Brandy Boyd Young, Darlene Barker, Angel Dixon. So, good morning to all you wonderful people. All right, my friends. At this time, let us do our Pledge of Allegiance this morning here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, and will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Praise the Lord for those wonderful pledges each and every morning that we get to have the privilege and the freedom to recite each and every day. Hello, Kelly Jeanette Swift. Appreciate you tuning in, young lady. Well, you know, of course, if you've been watching the news and depending on what network you're watching, it will greatly, you know, decide on what how much truth you got and, uh, and how it's... Uh, uh, viewed, you know, and uh, uh, it is um, uh, concerning that uh, Putin has now taken control of Europe's, now remember that's Europe's largest nuclear site, how that will play out, I'm not sure just yet, uh, they uh, uh, actually were sending bombs and, and to hit the nuclear plant, but it hit the reactor, they said they would have been three or four times bigger than Chernobyl, so I can only imagine how bad it would have been had they hit the reactor. And they said that they think that he hit it by accident, but nonetheless, uh, it's it's escalating. It's getting worse. And, uh, you know, it our, our country's uh, lack of spine to react and to do what needs to be done. Hello, Karen Smith, Ed Hodges. Uh, you know, we should be cutting off any, I mean, you got to think, we're, we're sending billions of dollars a day to fund his war uh, in support of oil, and because of their hatred for Trump, I mean, that's what it boils down to. Uh, they refuse to open up the Keystone Pipeline, they refuse to uh, return back to relying on our own resources uh, to fund the oil that we need, 
And uh, what's going to be bad is, one thing they were talking about is that energy prices are going to get higher if they don't do something soon, which is going to cause and create food prices to get even higher, more than, you know, right now you can't go, I can't go to the store and buy uh, hardly a bag full of groceries. I'm mean, talking like one like Walmart bag of groceries, you know how big that is. If they're under 50 60 70 80 dollars i mean depending on what what's in there i mean it's it's astronomical how expensive uh, groceries have gotten and uh, they're predicting unless things change dramatically it's only going to get worse and uh so it's uh we're kind of in a in a sad state of affairs uh you know but i do want to say i applaud the ladies who uh, uh yelled out at biden during the state of the union uh in regards to uh, uh they're wanting to recognize the 13 soldiers who died. They've been getting a lot of flack on social media and on uh, uh, liberal uh, networks and such. But I tell you what, I think they had more spine than the men sitting there. At least they got up and said something. The men just sat there with their heads down, wouldn't say boo because they're too interested in playing the political game instead of uh, uh, doing what's right. So, you know, I do want to applaud them. But nonetheless, so guys, my point is things are escalating, things are getting worse. And. You know, it could the, the tide could turn today, tomorrow. You know, you never know. But if it continues as it is, you know, we need to buckle in. We need to prepare. And my point is, as you know, we you know, I don't want to get people stirred up and start and, and encourage hoarding. Don't don't do the hoarding thing because that's not only creates panic and not only creates problems. But you may want to get some little extra cans of food here and there and kind of put back in a cabinet and uh, just have for a rainy day. And, uh, you know, I'm saying that one or two cans every time you go to the grocery store, you know, that way, you know, you're not uh, getting crazy, but you're, you're kind of putting back. Just kind of like the, the story I read as a kid, you know, how the ants worked all summer to prepare for winter and uh, the grasshopper played his fiddle and didn't do nothing, had a good old time. And then winter came, he was cold, he was hungry, and then didn't prepare for what's to come. That's what I'm trying to tell you to do. You just need to prepare a little bit for what may come down the line. That way you're ready and not sit, it's not stuck there uh, hungry and uh, cold and wishing you'd done something. But uh, one thing's for sure, God's in control, all right? I'm not trying to incite fear or anxiety or worry. God is in control. So there's no, no, despite whatever happens in Europe or if, heaven forbid, this country's attacked, God's in control. We have to trust in him and everything's going to be okay because we know that he, he, for, he, he knew before he created the universe what this world was going to do, how it was going to react, and what was going to happen. So nothing's outside of his control. And as we're talking about predestination, and to a certain extent, is, is uh, we can look at Ephesians 1, 5. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. I was reading a story about uh, there are couples, a lot of them, a lot of times, that's why I always encourage people, uh, particularly, you know, even when you retire, you still have a job to do. I think a lot of people, when they retire, they just sit and don't do nothing again. You know, that's why the average life expectancy of most men 
uh, is about five years after retirement because what they do, they sit and they pretty much give up. They're no longer active. They're no longer uh, have a purpose for getting up. And then in a sense, whether it's subconsciously, they've just kind of given up. And they, so they become sedentary and they little to no movement. And uh, uh, health-wise, it's detrimental. Even an old car, if you let it sit for too long, it's going to create problems. So there's a lot of couples out there. Like even I've talked several times about this couple down the street. Very good, wonderful people. Uh, very, uh, uh, they love the Lord and want to serve Him. I think the world of these individuals, and uh, and boy, can can they cook? Uh, <laughs> she she brought uh, food when Brandy was laid up. Shoo wee, buddy, she's a good cook. But anyway, um, they travel with Good Samaritan do things. A lot of a lot of these couples do. They go to different countries and volunteer and and uh, do things to minister and to uh, reach out and tell others about the Lord. And one story I was reading was a couple who went to uh, Romania uh, to help volunteer their time and efforts in an orphanage uh, to help these kids uh, with feed, with food or whatever. And said that uh, there was one area uh, in that orphanage uh, that really uh, brought them to tears was that uh, the kids with special needs or disabilities were pretty much put in one section of the orphanage and pretty much left by themselves. Uh, they were in soiled uh, diapers and uh, neglected. Uh, they wasn't being fed properly, being cared for properly. And just talking about how horrible of a situation that that was uh, to witness and to see. And, you know, if you've never worked in that line of work as far as dealing with people with disabilities, it is uh, it, it will touch your heart in ways you'll never imagine. It kills me to think of these people being uh, hurt in any capacity, when I worked for Dawn of Hope, and and of course I worked uh, at some of the local schools with special needs children, if I wasn't a pastor, that's that's where I would that's the line of work I'd be in because because uh, uh, that Lord just really gave me a heart uh, for these individuals, and it was horrifying uh, when I would read through some of the uh, the case files of these individuals I was working with. One little boy they literally literally found in a chicken coop. All right, that's how they they were putting him sweetest little little fella you'd ever ever want to meet he's always smiling always saying hi i want to give me a hug another little guy they said the way they found him said he walked up to the house and they saw little hands uh coming through the uh, little slats of the wood where they were keeping him under a porch and um, another little guy they said he was actually very high functioning by the time i met him he was i mean almost he was pretty much nonverbal. i mean he just couldn't i mean he, did, he just uh, just stared off the distance and got to find out he said at one point in time he was actually high functioning and help was trying to help his ailing mother but his brother when the mother died locked him in a closet and would throw food at him and uh, uh they said the, the the conditions he was in was, was just horrifying so, you, you, you know, sometimes we can complain and get upset about our day and, and how things are happening and what's going on. And it, it, in our lives, you know, it may be on small scale to some and may be large to others. But, you know, we should be thankful that we have food on the table. We should be thankful that we have good health. We should be thankful that we get to go to work. We should be thankful uh, that, uh, you know, uh, that we, you know, despite uh, – Maybe you had a rough childhood, you know. It could have been a whole lot worse, you know, believe it or not, as bad as it may have been. You may think, well, how could it have gone any worse? Because you, you may have been watching and went through horrifying experiences. Uh, but uh, the fact that it is, you know, praise God where you're at today. Praise God where he has brought you 
uh, and that you are in his presence today and you're not still in those horrible situations. But when you look at those deplorable situations and how horrible and heartbreaking and terrible that that is, you know, you got to think that's how we were before we come to know Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. You know, you talk about those in soiled diapers. We were soiled by the sin that was in our lives. We were left for dead. We were headed nowhere. We were headed for the gates of hell. Praise God that he saved us and that he healed us and that because of his redemption he bought us back that we were sanctified we've been glorified he has put that effort of change within us praise god and you know it is uh, we should we should never take that for granted and it's an awesome thing i know that when it comes to the um aspects of hello uh, uh mike Kinsley, terry hutchison appreciate you tuning in the aspects of um uh predestination and election uh, is scary to some, uh, makes others angry. I had a woman I worked with talking about speaking, working in the school system. I had a woman who was very angry. I mean, she did not like uh, that uh, how our views were on predestination and election. And uh, she even made a snide comment. I thought she's a nice lady, and I still think she's a nice lady. But she uh, made it a point uh, to get smart. And I never said nothing because I thought I ain't going to sit and argue with you. But she uh, said, yeah, there's some people out there only think certain ones are getting to heaven, you know, kind of looked at me. And I was like, you know, I just kind of shrugged it off. But the fact of it is, God did predestine. Before he created, before he formed the universe, before he made the world, he predestined us. He knew who the elect were. And he knew who he would choose to be saved. And I know people out there say, well, that's not fair. God didn't have to save anybody. He could have just sat back and said, hey, you all go to hell. You, all, you, you choose me fine if you don't fine. That's up to you. And every one of us would have went to hell. But out of his love, he sent his only son. And Jesus chose to leave the glories of heaven to show us the way and to show us the way to heaven. And he, that's why he was beaten and, and he died for us and he rose again for us. He, he, that's what makes our salvation so much wonderful and so much sweeter is because God chose you. He chose me. He chose us for his special purpose. And that's a wonderful thing because, you know, when you, people say, well, Jesus come to save everybody. Well, no, because then that would be uh, that would made the um, his efforts uh, cheapened, uh, the grace cheapened because not everybody he knew, not everybody would choose him. Look at the fact that Jesus Christ literally walked this earth. And you, and, and even in secular history, records him healing people, and they still denied him. So, out of God's wonderful, wonderful love, he chose some to to be a part of his kingdom. And that's why you know we don't know who the elect are. That's why we make that effort to evangelize. Yes, salvation is open to all. Anybody in this world is welcome into the kingdom of heaven. Everybody is welcome to say that sinner's prayer and come to know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. That is true. But the thing of it is. The God of this world has blinded so many that they refuse, despite evidence, despite uh, what is uh, we can explain to them the things of the Bible, will still say no and turn their backs on God. But one great thing to know that once we are adopted into God's kingdom in Roman times, and particularly in the Greco-Roman times, when someone was adopted, they were uh, allowed to have all the rights and privileges as if they were a natural-born son or daughter. They were so whatever inheritance would have uh, been to a natural-born child, they would have received. Uh, they were treated no different and, and had all those things. That's why we are as Christians. We are, have once we are adopted into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, we are joint heirs. Get me now, joint heirs to the throne of Jesus Christ, and we are entitled to all the rights and privileges of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful thing to know that we are sons and daughters of the King. 
my friends, that we are brothers and sisters in Christ, that we get to enjoy the wondrous beauty of heaven. And we have that hope for the future. We have that hope for what is to come. And we need to keep our eyes on the Lord and not be weighed down by the things of the world, realizing that we are free spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and there's not a thing in the world uh, that they can do to, to take that away from us. And once our name's written at Lance Book of Life, it can't be erased. You know, we have a choice every day. We have a choice to serve God or to deny God. If you read the devotion I put on Facebook this morning, you have that choice. You know, sometimes it's easy when you're out of town to act a certain way because you think, well, nobody's watching. Nobody knows who I am. And uh, you never know who's watching. Just a good example. um, When I was, uh, uh, hello, Jennifer Corbett Williams. When I was in uh, down in Florida uh, here uh, last year uh, and uh I was on our way back home, and, uh, you know, I wasn't acting out or nothing. I, I know that's, that's unusual. <laughs> Normally, I'm acting out or being stupid, but uh, this is the one occasion I wasn't. And, uh, but, you know, I always try to, you know, no matter where I'm at, you know, I'm, I always try to, uh, you know, that's Brandy, I always try to witness and, and talk to people about church, talk to people about the Lord. I ain't saying that to act like super Christian, but I just, you know, because I, uh, I love the Lord's in me, so I don't care whether I'm at home or wherever I'm at, I always try to be, try to witness and be a witness. But uh, and I was coming through the uh, the airport and I'll have to look over and I was like, that can't be right. And I looked again and I had to stare for a second. A guy from the church was sitting in that airport. <laughs> you know, he's gone on home to be with the Lord named Jim Kellner. And I blew my mind. It's like he didn't register for a second. I had to stand there and stare for a second. He kept looking at me. And I was like, Jim? He goes, yeah. I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> he said, you know, at Sanford Airport, of all the weird little small airports to be at. I mean, you know, and he was like, oh, my grandkids brought me down to, to go to Disney. And I just... It blew their tears his grandkids. They, they've been to the church and stuff, and I, it, just, it just didn't register. I was like, Dad, he went to uh, uh, Myrtle Beach one time. He don't like taking his shirt off. And he's like, well, nobody knows me. He took his shirt off. And no sooner sat down, he, somebody hollered out, hey, Vic Young. He looked at this girl he went to high school with. So, you know, you never know where you're at that somebody may see you. You don't realize. Or you may be somewhere, and they might not even know you, but they have an idea what you're about. That's like Hillard Hicks when uh, they were uh, in uh, – uh, shoot, Sturgis. Uh, you know, he was sitting there, and, and this guy, they, they're supposed to be like a Christian group, and he, this, he said this guy was kind of loud, and, and uh, uh, he sat down and started eating, and uh, Hiller looked at him and said, ain't you going to take your head off and pray before you eat? I mean, he, he was watching this guy. You never know who's watching you. I mean, you claim to be a Christian, you don't know who's watching you. So the thing of it is, you know, we have choices to make, and what I was on that devotion I put on there this morning, whether you're out in public, you know, out by yourself or with a group of buddies, you, they, they want to do something you know is not right. You can either choose to do that, or you choose to say no and do what's honoring to God. You know, that's that we have that choice each and every day. God allows that way of escape or being tempted. We have that choice. So knowing that we are joint heirs to the throne, we be we are predestined. We are the elect. Knowing that we who we are in Christ Jesus, we should represent that in all areas of our life, and we aware of that no matter where we're at, what we're doing. Are we perfect? No, I screw up every single day. I screw up every day. I mean, there's not a day that goes by that I don't mess up. But I still try, and I keep picking myself up and think, you know, today I'm going to try to do better. Today I'm going to try to do right. And if I get if I skin through by the by my you know 
barely and and done halfway decent i'm pretty tickled you know but uh but realize who you are in christ jesus realize who you represent and uh, make sure before a watching world that you're making those right decisions and even if the world's not watching who a man is when they are alone is who they truly are and even when you're by yourself and in a soul in this world around you you still want to make sure you're representing jesus and doing making those right decisions and doing those things that are honoring to god and only, you know, that's, that's something we're all to stand and answer to God for. And you may be thinking you're getting away with something. and uh, But one day you're going to have to stand for God to give an account. So be aware of that. But rejoice in the fact that you have been chosen, that you were adopted to the throne of God. Rejoice in the fact who you are as a Christian. Rejoice that you are a king's kid and you are of great value. That's one thing I keep telling my daughter every day. I said, I'm going to tell you something. I said, you know, there's a lot of girls out there and women alike who, uh, unfortunately, uh, sleep around and uh, uh, look and seek for the attention of men. Uh, and a lot of times it goes back to the lack of fathers or uh, relationships in their families. And you sometimes you can go back and see, you know, people act the way they do for a reason. But what I tell my daughter is this, is you are of great value. All right. Do not forget who you are, not only as my daughter, as a, a daughter of, of the kingdom, that you are a princess in the kingdom. And that if a man wants your attention, wants, and wants to be a part of your life, he has to earn it. Because and I said, don't cheapen yourself like other these other girls are. You are of great value. Make him earn it. Make him uh, you know, have to prove that uh, uh, he is worthy of your attention and your love. My friends, you are of great value. Do not underestimate your value. Do not cheapen what God has given you. You are of great value, my friends. And go out there and hold your head high and be bold for the things of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thanks so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, thank you for saving me. Lord, thank you for saving so many who are watching this morning. Lord, help us to understand our value. Help us to understand what you have brought us out of. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be strong and bold. Help us to resist temptation. And help us do what is right and glorifying in your eyes. Lord, if there's anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with all my brothers and sisters in Christ who are watching this morning. Be with them as they're going out and coming in. Watch over and protect them. Lord, be with those of us who are going to go ride our motorcycles, uh, Lord willing, this morning. And uh, Lord, keep us safe. Be with our uh, children as they're going to school and work and play. Why you watch over them? And Lord, if, uh, Lord, I do pray that you'll be with Ron Thompson. He's having surgery today. A special prayer for Ginger Hood. And uh, so many, Lord Jesus, who's been asking for prayers, uh, some who've reached out, uh, who've gotten uh, uh, grim diagnosis, Lord, that you'll help them uh, through this difficult process. Those who are suffering loss of family members and friends. And Lord, I just pray that you be with us this day. And let us be a light in this world of darkness. Let us serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I do hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. Hello, Carolyn Kelly. I just saw where you signed in here. Good morning. But I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.